This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 30 of the Animaniacast. Get off that boat! It goes to Purgatory! On the river sticks. And our feet flames take their licks. Oh, purgatory, here we come! And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the one and only podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, The Animaniacs. Each and every week, we revisit an episode of the series in the order in which it was released, and we go over all the gags and all the jokes and all the cultural references, etc., etc. <laughs> we share our memories of first watching the episode and what we think about the episode right now. And in the end, we give each and every episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Is this a live recording, or how does this work? <laughs> it's live. And all the way across the <laughs> country is Kelly. Hello. <laughs> yes, Nathan, it's live to tape. Oh, okay. Or <laughs> live live to digital, or whatever they say. Right? All right, I was just curious. <laughs> so, uh, today's episode is episode 30, and we get to have, I would say, uh, one really good segment, and then two other ones which are Okay. What they're are also guys- segments. They're also segments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about today's episode in a few words? Uh, Kelly, I'll start with you. It it was a mashup of a lot of different things. It was yeah. it was an odd mixture. Yes, that's for sure. What do you think, Nathan? Um, I think if you had that Animaniacs Halloween episodes, I would probably put it in that list of. Oh, like, that's if you, true. If you had like your top ten. Animaniacs Halloween episodes, I'd put it in that list. That's true. This was, this did, it's almost kind of Halloween y. It, it, it is, it does it's, continue the spooky ish uh, yeah. uh, theme that we had from a previous episode. Uh, because, Nathan, when was this episode first premiered? So, Joey, this first premiered on Thursday, October 28th, 1993, which was, of course, one day after the Dunes Hotel in Vegas was imploded. So, <laughs> the. D- that is a very interesting fact. The Dunes Hotel in yeah. Vegas, which we had never gone to or anything like nope, that. But the implosion. <laughs> it imploded. They 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 imploded it. Okay. Very nice, Nathan. <laughs> uh and like we said before, this you know, this episode actually was shown before last week's episode. Yeah, so I don't know why on the DVD and Netflix and everything they yeah. changed it around. I don't because you you think I mean well I guess last week's episode was more Halloweeny yeah and but then that's... this one was a little less Halloweeny but they're both about Halloween you could technically put it in the order in which it was like twenty nine and thirty and still get the same effect I suppose right yeah but you know whatever <laughs> so yeah I mean it doesn't matter so <laughs> <laughs> well just interesting how they decide to do that kind of stuff sometimes yeah. 
Uh, well, you know, let's go ahead and uh, get right into uh, the uh, the episode. Uh, first of all, this episode started off before even the the credits started or the opening mm-hmm. credits. It started off with a good idea, bad idea. It's time for another good idea, bad idea. And the good idea was dressing up uh, for Halloween as a pirate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the bad idea is dressing up for Halloween as a piñata. Which, of course, you would think that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a cute kind of thing. What, I, what kind of stood out for me was that, uh, number one, you have a, a little girl dressed like the Little Mermaid. In yeah, this. I noticed that, too. <laughs> I noticed it as well. <laughs> <laughs> and even though I'm sure it's not related because it was released, you know, a day before... Uh, the 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 movie. One of the kids looks like a oh, what's little kids in Nightmare Before Christmas? You know? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh gosh, the, what's their name? Oogie boogie oogie boogie kids. Kids. I don't. Are those, is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh gosh, it's uh, driving me crazy. But they wear masks <laughs> on their face and everything like that. So one of the kids kind of looks like that. Uh, now it's not really connected unless somebody in the production team <laughs> had something to do with Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, and that's where they got the inspiration for it. But uh, you know, it's just a Halloween mask, I suppose. But anyway. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the only Mr. Skullhead we have. We'll get to the other Mr. Skullhead cartoon we have later in this episode. Uh, but uh what do you guys think? On the scale of good idea, bad ideas, is this a is this a good one or a bad, bad one? one? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good one. Yeah, I, I did as well. I okay. thought pinata and pirate—they're different. Like, yeah, you know, similar, but yeah, I'm actually—I didn't really see the connection until now. I'm actually seeing the notes, and I'm like, oh, because they are like, yeah, they're kind words, of the same word. Yeah, they—they look the same when you write they them both, out, almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you kind of cross your eyes and you look at the word pirate and pinata, they look like the same word. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, very cool. So. Let's go ahead and get right into these episodes here. Uh, so the first cartoon we have is called Hot, Bothered, and Bedeviled. And Hot, Bothered, and Bedeviled was a story by Tom Ruger, and it was written by John P. McCann and directed by Rusty Mills. And uh, Kelly, what happens in Hot, Bothered, and Bedeviled? Well, very similarly to earlier episodes the animaniacs are traveling and kind of digging through the ground and uh following a map and they're looking for six flags over flushing but (laughs) as usual they end up in the wrong place so this time they end up in hell (laughs) and um they meet satan who is their new best friend (laughs) and uh, this one they they are particularly annoying because there's one moment where he says, I don't want to hear another peep from you. And they mm-hmm. go, peep, peep, peep. <laughs> and it's really cute. But also, like, I mean, if I can just imagine like a parent and having kids do that and be like, oh, my goodness. Stop that. <laughs> but um, it's it's just a funny, funny episode. And there's a whole lot of gags and, and references. And um, it, it's just one of those those segments that's just chock full of stuff and i've always really enjoyed it and i think i think ron perlman's the voice of satan yes but he he reminds me of tim curry in um legend you think you have one 
Nathan, did you ever see Legend with Tom Cruise and no. Tim Curry at all? I know t- oh, of uh, Tim Curry, though. He's always evil <laughs> in everything he's in. No, well. <laughs> well, pretty much. I was, thinking, I was thinking not in Annie, but yeah, he, he kind of is. He's I technically say evil, but he, he's a bad guy. He's technically the one that chases Annie up a tower and tries <laughs> yeah, to pull he's, her off. He's pretty and, much always yeah, evil. evil. In Clue, he's not always evil, right? Yeah, depending on what ending you <laughs> exactly, watch. Exactly, like... <laughs> Well, in Earth 2, he was ambiguously evil. <laughs> now, I don't know if there is a... I don't think there is a Six Flags. I mean, they keep saying Six Flags over Flushing. I'm assuming they mean Flushing Meadows in New York or something. But uh, I don't know. Does it, do anyone know what they're talking about with the Six Flags over Flushing? I just Googled it, and I don't think there is a Six Flags over Flushing. No. But who knows? Maybe, maybe, there, maybe there was at one point. But... Uh, They've closed some. <laughs> yeah. The Animaniacs, I, I have looked online. They did have the Animaniacs uh, in Six Flags as, like, featured characters. So you could actually see, uh, you know, them just like you go see Minnie and Mickey at Disneyland. You oh, can go wow. see Yakko, Wacko, and Dot in uh, some Six Flags across the uh, across the country. So that's kind of that's kind of a cool little connection right there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of neat that Ron Perlman was... Uh, was the devil in this one because uh, of course later he would be a uh, hellboy as well so there you go it's it's uh kind of connected there yeah and he talks about shaving his horns and i was like perfect <laughs> <laughs> blasted horns i knew i should have gotten them trimmed listen if you're gonna hang around here all day we, we're gonna just take off well let's go over some of the references real quick so first of all the title itself hot bothered and be bedeviled uh of course that's a uh parody of the the song Bewitched, bothered, and be- bewildered. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just used to Frank Sinatra singing it, and um, it's kind of a slowish kind of song. Not one of my favorite, uh, you know, songs. But uh, there you go. <laughs> and of course, it starts off with Saddam Hussein <laughs> talking to the people of Iraq before putting down a trapdoor into into hell. Well, they don't call it hell in this one, do they? Hades. Yeah, they basically. Yeah, he drops into a lake of fire. People of Iraq. You know, this this is right after the Gulf War. So, you know, seeing Saddam Hussein being parodied was a, kind of a common thing back then. Of course, the biggest uh, one I really remember is in Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2. <laughs> Let's make this a fair fight. I've been waiting for you, oh big one. We meet at last. The circle is complete. Now, I am the master. Are we the master of evil, Sodom? Your powers are. <coughs> Your powers are weak, old man. You should not have come. Uh, well, I have. We'll settle this the old Navy way. First guy to die, loses. <coughs> <coughs> The singers that we have going right here are the Andrews Sisters kind of girls. I think they were all voiced by Tress McNeil, I'm pretty sure. You plan to do the fire and it's really hot. You have to stay forever whether you like it or not. When the torment never ends. You've got fiery brimstone and demons 
But yeah, they, the Andrews sisters did like the, the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. And in fact, the song that they sing is very similar to the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B, I believe mm-hmm. is how it goes, right? He was a famous trumpet man from all Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was a top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowing reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. They made him blow a bugle for his Uncle Sam. It really brought him down because he couldn't jam. The captain seemed to understand. Because the next day the cap went out and drafted a band. And now the company jumps when he plays Reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. A toot, a toot. Then, of course, we're watching the a family is watching TV and screaming as they're in hell. The TV show that they're forced to watch is The Facts of Life. You know. Take the good, you take the bad, take what's left, and there you have The Facts of Life. <laughs> yeah. Now, Nathan, do you remember, have you ever watched The Facts of Life? No, I just know that from Scrubs. <laughs> I know they sing that one. So. <laughs> yeah. Kelly, did you ever watch that as a kid? Yeah, I um, I kind of, I kind of vaguely remember. Yeah, I, I, I remember them going to Europe. That's about all I remember from... <laughs> From them, uh, and, I remember George Clooney was in it. Oh, George George Clooney was in a lot of like old stuff back then. I mean, he was he was in Roseanne for a long time, I believe too. One one thing I thought was kind of cute was that when uh, the devil holds on to them and everything like that, and they uh, ask him, "Hey, does George Hamilton know your tan's better than his?" And George Hamilton is uh, well. Currently, you could probably see him in some. Some of the ads for Kentucky Fried Chicken, I believe. He's the crispy colonel. Oh, he's yeah. all orange. Yeah, because he's like <laughs> an orange kind of uh, guy. He's still he's still kicking. He's still doing a good job. I remember seeing him on uh, Dancing Dancing with the Stars. I almost said Dancing on the Stars, but that's a different show. <laughs> no, it's Dancing with the Stars. You know, he's, he's a funny guy. I always like George Hamilton. But hmm. uh, I don't really know, you know, much from him other than that. At one point, you know, the Yakko and Wacko and Dot, they, they are very impressed with one of Satan's kind of magic tricks that he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Halt, you miserable mortals! Great trick. Siegfried and Roy? Yeah. As you know, Nathan, you talked about the Dunes Hotel earlier for Las Vegas. So, yeah. Siegfried and Roy used they to be. probably performed there for all I know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll, I don't know. We'll say yes. Sure. <laughs> uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, of course, there is also a, uh, a reference right there. Uh, Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy comes out. Wacko, anything in your gag bag that can handle this? No, Yako. Dot. Comments. Analysis. Nothing, Yakko. Bones. Darn it, Yakko, I'm a doctor, not a magician. Uh, because Yakko, of course, is doing his William Shatner impression once again. But that's pretty much it for cultural references, at least, at least according to the guide I have right here. Uh, well, there's a Three Stooges one mm-hmm. <laughs> as well that he and does. Is... Mo Curly, Mo Larry Cheese. Here's Curly Howard on a visit to Wisconsin. Cheese, Mo Larry Cheese, Curly Howard of the Three Stooges, ladies and gentlemen. My next rendering. But Mo Larry Cheese apparently is is actually from one of the Three Stooges uh, actual shorts called Horses Collars in 1935. 
So I had no idea about that. I thought he was just saying, yeah. I, like, there's cheese in Wisconsin. That's what I assumed it was. Yeah. But, but apparently it's actually connected. What's the matter with him? We forgot to tell you. Every time he sees a mouse, he goes crazy. He's marked that way. Why? Because his father was a rat. I think I should mention also that the that Satan right here uh, was f- first appeared. In Tiny Toons. Yeah. In, uh, let's see, what episode was this? This was uh, in a Night Ghoulery uh, episode where Plucky defends Maximilian uh, from going down to Satan, I believe. Uh, Do uh, do you remember this one, Kelly? No, but um, (laughs) (laughs) you you said Night Ghoulery, so that made me think of Night Gallery. Yes. Which was a television show years ago and i know a certain director who directed an episode of night gallery oh would that be steven spielberg it would be steven spielberg (laughs) (laughs) that's cool well the the (laughs) the episode is called daniel webfoot uh and uh yeah we nathan and i were actually watching a little bit of it before we started recording and uh yeah it's It's really similar i mean like the design and everything yeah when they're they go down to hades or whatever and then there's Mm -hmm. they they have that same like lava and a bridge basically of rock over the lava and and then all even the creatures are all the same yeah the creatures to me you know they looked a little bit like um the the pig-like uh creatures in uh sleeping beauty actually to Mm. me they they just they, they had that kind of look like little demonic kind of serpents right there that maleficent would have around her are you sure you searched everywhere? Yep, yep, everywhere. We all did. And what about the town, the forests, the mountains? Yeah, we searched mountains, forests, houses, let me see, in all the cradles. Cradles? Yep, yep, every cradle. So in this episode, the Animaniacs, uh, or the Warners, I should say, actually confront Satan. This is uh, one of their biggest challenges yet, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one thing to go up against uh, Dracula or something like that, but when you're dealing with Satan, that's a that's the you can't get more evil yeah, than he's that. A, he's immortal. He's <laughs> foolish mortals. Yeah. Uh, in the in the uh, Wikipedia entry for this, uh, I was reading through, and it said that this episode was close to being banned. And to me, I was going, what? They're close to being banned. Yeah. Like, I don't know about that. And so what do you do when you have those kinds of questions? Well, you go out on Twitter <laughs> and you, you, uh, what, what kind of a, a cool world we live in, by the way, that we can just actually go out and ask the creators and the writers of the show. Yeah. Hey, so tell me more about this and get a response back within an hour or so. It's kind of cool. So I, I went out. And, it's magic. It's magic. <laughs> So I reached out to uh, John P. McCann and uh, Tom Ruger and asked them about if, if there was any ever truth to uh, to this episode, you know, being close to being banned. And uh, John P. McCann uh, wrote on Twitter back to us saying he didn't know about 
it ever being banned, but uh, there were complaints. <laughs> but he said, I mean, the devil gets his butt kicked. What's wrong with that? <laughs> so well, They're also kind of rude to, to St. Peter. <laughs> they did grab St. <laughs> Peter by the, uh, by the cheek. In fact, I think for just for to hopefully not offend somebody out there because so don't say his name yeah exactly he's i'm saint P- <laughs> so yeah it, it's a tricky subject dealing with religion right here mm-hmm. i mean it was brave of the writers to even go there i think but uh tom ruger also said that uh they did get some lyrics censored uh they have that really cool uh little song that's yeah kind on, of the, a, on the river sticks yeah kind of like a california here we come mm-hmm. kind of tune uh, and death comes back. It's true. Death. <laughs> this, that's a different. It's a different death. Yeah, I like the original death mm-hmm. that we saw <laughs> from Meatballs or Consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was a lot more creepy. Yeah, <laughs> much lower voice. Too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like this one. Um, but he, uh, Tom Ruger, did say that they did get some lyrics censored uh, in that song. The lyrics were originally going to be "God in His Cruel Politics." Sends us to the river sticks. Mm. Flames will be our crucifix. Ah, so it's a uh, yeah. You can see like they were <laughs> they were going for it right yeah. there, which is cool. I mean, I I'm, I'm glad that we got the episode we did. Mm-hmm. I think it was featured um, in I know at least one or two VHS releases. Uh, and it's, you know, every now and then on Twitter, I'll you know kind of monitor people's reactions, and this episode does get shock from some people that wow they're actually going to hell right here and Mm -hmm. they're going against satan it's just something you don't see in cartoons much today um i don't know guys what do you think what are some of your favorite moments from uh this first uh segment well um i like the uh the peep peeps as uh, kelly was saying but also the wiggle 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 wiggle. (laughs) Uh, just being super annoying for (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's a that's a good gift, by the way. I've seen that a few times. Just them wiggling back and forth infinitely, which is yeah. a, which is kind of cool. And, oh, Kelly, what about you? Uh, well, I I like that Dot has one of her pets meet Satan, mm-hmm. and then also the fact that she talks about how she's Princess Angelina, Contessa Louise, the Francesca, Banana Fana, Bobesca the Third. Yes, and she becomes like huge mm-hmm. <laughs> and to scare uh, well not not to really scare satan but kind of intimidate him back and it's just a little thing she does you know i know my wife uh watching it with me my wife my wife uh really liked it when uh wacko turned into a giraffe a little bit his mm-hmm. neck turned into a giraffe and they stretched out she likes giraffes a lot so mm-hmm. she kind of she got excited when she saw that happen I like the political singer that was in that one room. Um, oh, yeah, the government. Was, the government. You will remain in here for eternity listening to whiny protest songs from the 60s. Oh, I hate the government more than you and me. The government stole my goldfish and unplugged my TV. Is that Randy Newman, basically? Like, no, I think it's Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Okay, it's a that's... Bob Dylan impression right there. But yes, that would that would <laughs> how that would be torturing uh, the Warners. I thought that was a that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed mm-hmm. was at one point they did a joke that we first saw in Hooked on a Ceiling. 
Did you guys catch it? Did you notice no. what I noticed? Because he was hooked on a ceiling? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Nathan. But no. The part I saw that was like hooked on a ceiling was when he was going to throw the Warners into the ah. room with the folk singer. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he throws himself in just like Michelangelo was going to throw I thought they the did it Warners. better and hooked on the ceiling, though. Yeah. Everything was better than hooked on a ceiling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But that was cool. I, I, I'd like to see, you know, that gag come back, which is always mm-hmm. cool to see. Overall, just a really cute, uh, funny episode. And yeah, like I said before, pretty brave that uh, I think the uh, the writers decided to go for that and and go for something that was, uh, well, could get them, you know, get whenever you deal with religion, you're going to get people who think that it should not be put into kind of a funny light at all, I yeah. suppose, right? I mean, I even for I remember even for movies that uh uh whenever you depict uh Jesus or God or the devil or anything like that, you'll you'll get people outside of movie theaters, you know, protesting the movie for people not to see it and stuff like hmm. that. So um I could see what, you know, some people saying you can't do this, you can't show the devil you're making kids Satanists by showing them this. I don't know what they would have, but like, like I'm John, just glad they beat the devil. Yeah. Exactly. John McCann actually shows like they kick his butt. Like, what's the problem? Yeah, <laughs> they, he's gonna they, try to fix the pilot light now. Like, <laughs> well, hell did freeze over. Yeah, exactly. That was that was uh, the Warners made it freeze over, and uh, all different types of mythology of uh, of hell. I mean, they're calling it Hades, and they have Sir. How do you pronounce Cerberus's name? Is that the three headed dog? Yeah, but of course that's from Greek uh, or Roman mythology, or perhaps both. You know how that happens. Yeah, <laughs> but overall, just a really cute. Any other thoughts, guys, on this uh, first cartoon? It was fun. It was cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more thing that I noticed uh, in this this uh, first cartoon was, I believe it was Nicholas Hollander, uh, who was one of the uh, writers. Uh, who is being poked in the butt and actually put into the into uh, oh. hell right there? Nicholas Hollander has been in two other episodes already. Uh, he was uh, the the one where oh gosh, now I'm totally forgetting the piano player's name. Uh, you you help me out, Nathan. The uh, great Timpanini. Oh, okay. I was Thank like, you for I'm helping me help. out. He was I'm just, just staring. staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Well, he was in Beethoven. The tim- <laughs> he was in the big yard sale, and oh, okay, uh, and uh, the or the big garage sale or whatever mm-hmm. that was called. And uh, of course, he was in the Timpanini episode as well. So Nicholas Hollander makes a quick appearance right here before he gets put into the <laughs> lava of hell mm. right there. So you can pause, you can watch him go in. So that's kind of a cool little thing right there. Well, before we go to the next episode, we have a quick commercial break for Funko products because... Wait, yeah. why are we doing Because, watch this. <laughs> this way, two commercials. Hey, it wasn't my idea. Hey, Nathan, guess what I have? Uh, wait, what is this? I have something here in the box. Oh, good sound effects. <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> because I just stopped at Hot Topic on the way over here. Okay. And look what I got. It's it's wacko. It's a Funko wacko. It's a Funko yakko. It's a Funko. Oh, it's a Funko dot. Okay, I thought it was going to be a Star Wars thing at the last one. Well, no, but I did get Hera and Chopper too. But that's 
So I was right. So you're right. I was kind of right. There were Star Wars Funkos in there, too. (laughs) But we're not going to talk about those. Too late. Although Hera and Chopper do look pretty cool. (laughs) We're going to talk about Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. And we're going to give a quick mini review of these figures and what we think. So first of all, the boxes. um, They look cute. It's cubed. It's a cube. It's like well, it's, it's like a rectangular. Yes. Now I'm not really too familiar with <laughs> with Funko boxes at all, but the uh, the actual boxes, you know, it's cool. If you want to see pictures of it, there's tons of it. Bo- yeah. Pictures on the back, they have a water tower and things like that. So. Yeah. So kind of cool. And they're numbered one six. This mine's. I have one sixty one and one sixty two. Okay, one sixty one through one sixty three. Okay. For the record, <laughs> let the record show. <laughs> all right. So here's Dot. May I approach the bench? Uh, okay. So oh, nice. Dot. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the next one. You so say what you her her head swivels. She can she can not like saying no basically, and she has one hand out basically almost like a talk to the hand but pointed at the floor. Okay. And uh, yeah, so you can you can pose her so she's looking sideways like almost uh, if you if you. If you want anything, you should put a ring on it, almost, like to the side. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on here. Let's you see. hand me Yakko, and I'm going to hand you Wacko. What do you think okay. about Wacko? Okay, I'll just... Oh, oh all right, here, I have, I have Yakko here. I'm going to put Dot up right. on a table. You have Wacko in your hand. Yeah, I have Wacko here. Sorry, here we go. Okay. Wacko can look back and forth. Trying <laughs> to see if... if Looks like some paint could be missing right here on his arm. No, you you can look for yourself. Uh oh, but I hate it when it happens. See, I ordered these online, and it, that's always the risk because I always like getting multiple figures and then comparing and contrasting all the different uh, figures to see which one looks best. You know, yeah. But like um, looking wise, it, it looks really good. Uh, he's got his nice red hat. There you go. Um, and he has his hands to his side like, whoa. Whoa. Like, what just see. happened? Where's the, where's the little... On his thing? other arm. On his other arm. Let me see here. Looks like on the top of his his left arm. Eh. Oh, yeah. A little bit of blue on his yeah. arm is gone. It's, it's hardly noticeable. Very but not noticeable. Okay. Last one to go is Yakko. There here's you go. Yakko. Okay. Now he's got his, point, his finger pointed in the air. Like he has an idea. Like he has an idea. Or like he's... Uh, Harrison Ford getting mad at someone. Harrison Ford always does that with one finger. Just okay. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's his signature move. And uh, yes, yeah, did that to see three PO. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I think it should, it'll wait. Um, but yeah, he looks good. Uh, I, 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 uh, I like Yakko a lot. So, as well. what do you think about these fun? And that, I, they're a little shorter than normal Funkos. I think. I think. Again, I'm not a, a huge Funko person. <laughs> But they look really cute together, and I like how they look. There you go. Look at that. They're sitting on the, the table next to us now. And, uh, yeah, they look really cute. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. So what do you think, Nathan? Would you, if, now, I got these basically on, on sale at, at Hot Topic. So they were able to be, I want to say, seven fifty each, perhaps, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would say they're probably worth that. Yeah, they look they look pretty cute. And would you would you recommend Animaniacs fans buy these? Yeah, if you really like Animaniacs and Funko things, <laughs> then you should definitely get them. That's my recommendation. That makes sense to me. <laughs> so there you go. That is your... And you can see, like, they're a little shorter. Like, here's Hera, just for, you know, 
It, well, the, the, the audience can't see this. Well, yeah, but yeah, but they're dropping. Oh, okay, that's yeah, sound effects it is of shorter. <laughs> but you can see Dot is shorter than Hera. So, like in a, a normal adult, you know, uh, Funko is, it's like a, you know, I would say, I don't know, what do you think that is? Half an inch higher? Like an adult is? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. That is your Funko review. Now, here's one thing. I'm Because I only have Star Wars Funkos. Mm-hmm. These are not bobbleheads. No. And the other thing that, that's different than the Star Wars ones that I'm used to getting is, see how the Star Wars ones have little bases on the bottom right there? Oh, yeah. So Star Wars, I'm not used to them not having bases. So this is uh, hence how they all fell down. <laughs> or because I'm not used to them having to stand on their own two legs. Yakko is having trouble standing up. <laughs> oh, now Wacko's falling over. Okay, so anyway... Uh-huh. You get the idea. It's a they're good good figures. Now, yeah, the only, they look good. The only challenge now is to find Pinky in the Brain, mm. which uh, that'll be the next acquisition. So there you go. Go get your Funko Animaniacs. If you want. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> we are not paid by Funko. Yeah, it doesn't really affect us either way. So. Yes, but if, but if Funko pays us, we'll, we'll tell then you. Then you have to get have Funko. To. But yes. right now, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we're like, eh, get them if you want. <laughs> Hello, listener. This is Jess Harnell, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animania Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. All right. Well, the next segment is called Moon Over Minerva, and Moon Over Minerva was written by Nicholas Hollander and directed by Alfred Jimeno. Or Alfred Gemeno. I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name. But anyway, Nathan, what happens in Moon over Minerva? All right. So this is the first time we get to see Minerva Mink in her own featured uh, segment, basically. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's out in the wild, and she's uh, lamenting on how hard it is to be beautiful when uh, Wilbur Wee Wolf comes over, and he's kind of nerdy. And uh, not very attractive, necessarily. <laughs> and he wants to court her, but she doesn't like him in that way. Um, <laughs> he is heartbroken, I guess, and later on is howling at the moon, which is a full moon. He turns into a werewolf, and uh, then Minerva Mink falls in love with a werewolf, but then he keeps turning back into his old nerdy self every time there's clouds, and then... Uh, at the end, they find out uh, they'll just date every time there's a full moon, I guess. So there you go. So yeah. this episode, it, it's a, it has a few quick references, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So first of all, I mean, you have Minerva Mink, who, of course, was kind of based off of uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Kind yeah. of, uh, I think her original um, things were were based off of that. Uh, original character design, I should say. Um, there's a there's a frog who does a quick little dance, like Michigan J Frog, who mm-hmm. was the WB a, Frog. The, yeah, he became the WB Frog, but uh, he was, uh, of course, in uh, Warner Brothers for a long time. You know, at, hello actual... my baby, hello my honey, hello my ragtime guy, <laughs> and then featured in Spaceballs as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. One of the best scenes in that movie. Yeah, uh, but that is pretty much the only uh one other than some you know song references and stuff like that 
Uh, but the only one I could kind of think is, well, Minerva kind of wears a dress that looks a little bit like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, I, was, I thought of Jessica Rabbit when I saw the red dress. I was like, that's kind of... Yeah, but, you know, overall, it's not very much reference-filled. It's basically just showing Minerva and... Uh, What's his name again? Wilford P. Wolf? Is that what's his name? It's Yeah, Wilford B. Wolf. B. Wolf. Okay. So, what do you guys think about this one? Um, I, It reminded me of, like, Steve Urkel, and when he turns into Stefan Urquell, <laughs> or whatever, like, it's kind of that same kind of... You know, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't really watch Family Matters that much. Uh, but I can see that, yeah. He, he, yeah, he did have a smooth kind of personality. Yeah. Um, Kelly, what do you think? What do you think about this cartoon? I, 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 I kind of liked it in a, in a sense. It it has sort of like the fairy tale aspect to it. Um, you know, she's she's pining away for a true love, and mm-hmm. then there's this this magical quality to the guy that she actually you know likes because he's a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh. But and then the, the the frogs and stuff. Um, I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of, like the princess and the frog and and that sort of thing. So it it sort of has that feel of a sort of a Disney type uh-huh. segment. But then a, also it it was very like modern and and I don't know weird because she wants a guy with rich parents and um, you know not your typical uh you know true love kind of yes kind yeah of I, don't, I don't know if they're they're gonna have a true loving relation because when you have a relationship that's purely on looks for either one mm-hmm. of them i'm like like yeah this is not know. really yeah it's very it, superficial yeah. very superficial love story in this one um i'm not a but, i don't really understand why wilford would keep going after minerva i mean i get it for the concept of of this but uh you know i there's other fish in the sea, Wilford. <laughs> yeah, and Nerv- although it's nice that she's willing to accept his like we like that he has to turn into a werewolf. I mean, there's not every woman that would accept that necessarily. <laughs> although- so she'll see him once a month or something yeah. like that. Basically, uh, he looked like Fabio. I thought when he did, he yeah. kind of had that romance novel kind of look to him mm-hmm. when he uh, turned into the muscular werewolf. Uh, I did like that. I mean, his voice was. <laughs> He was just like, "What's wrong?" Hello. Uh. <laughs> that was that was kind of funny. Um, you know, what am I going to say? This this I don't really like this cartoon. Um, it's I'll just go out and say it. I think it's a little, and I I'm not like this a lot, but this is a little too sexual. I think for a lot of cartoons, it's it's really on the edge of just being kind of inappropriate. And yeah. I can see. I mean, at the time, even as a kid. Um, I mean, I could notice that. Whoa, Minerva Mink! What what's going on with her? Yeah, it's a little. They they've had to censor this episode a little bit. And yeah, they, I could tell in some scenes there was like some obvious where she would have had a lot of cleavage, and it was just yeah flat. Like yeah, and you can kind of see uh, whited out basically. Her, yeah, her cleavage uh, appears and disappears in this mm-hmm. one, and there's one particular one where she's kind of pining away, and I forget what she like shoves in her dress, like her pen or her book or something mm-hmm. like that but um yeah and in that particular one if you're watching it uh on tv you can see uh you could see a little like white outline right there yeah. where her cleavage line would be right so um 
It makes me just wonder what they were thinking when they did this one. Yeah, I you know it doesn't seem like. Uh, I, I mean, I see. I think they tried to make it uh, balanced in a way because it's like, well, the guys can you know act like Tex Avery cartoons and go and so can whoa, the girls. Whoa, whoa, and yeah. so here goes the girls now. Get it and. I don't know. It, I, I, I hate to say it's a sexist cartoon, but it's, it gets but, really on the edge of being yeah, sexist. Yeah, it's, on, this it's one. on the edge. I mean, you can say that she's a strong, independent, and she gets to choose. Like, you know, you can't just. I'm not just gonna be your Barbie doll. Like when Wilford is first hitting on her, he's, he's like, "I'm yeah. not just gonna dress up all nice for you and everything." And but. Yeah, it's still, it's a it's a little bit sexist. So. But but Minerva is just. A, it, it depends on how you look at it, though. You this can, is a, you know she's just she's 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 a sexy cartoon character on mm-hmm. a on a kids cartoon series, and um, I think it's kind of weird because Hello Nurse, I think, walks the line of being sexy but innocent at the same time, and she's also like smart, which we find out later <laughs> in the series. Like she's right, really intelligent. But so it's Minerva to me. I don't know. I I'm not a fan of Minerva. I really don't know much much more to say about that. Um, yeah, and again, and my wife who was watching this, my wife, my wife, uh, who was watching <laughs> uh, the previous ep- episode uh, with uh, Hercule Yako, mm-hmm. um, we saw Minerva Mink, and she's like, "Oh, I like that girl." Did she see this one? And she did, and she goes, oh, "I don't like her. She's a." <laughs> He's like, "Why does she? Why does he keep trying to go after her? She's a, you know." <laughs> And she said a word that wasn't that nice. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, 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 I don't know. What are you, any other thoughts on this one, guys? Uh, yeah, Minerva. <laughs> <laughs> she will be returning. Yeah, we'll see her again. Maybe we'll like it better in that one. Uh, so. Yeah, she, she, this one is, uh, it's a little out of order. Yeah, because this is, is the weird. second one in the her timeline, basically. Right, yeah, there's another one called Meet Minerva that is coming out. And it, you know, it's that's like but, a fifty episodes from now. So yeah, exactly, but it, it's kind of <laughs> weird because again, that one's. Uh, I think she's even more sexual in that one. So mm. uh, it, I don't know. I don't know, guys. It, this is I, to be quite fair and I, to be quite honest, I should say, uh, and unfair and unfair. <laughs> no, to be uh, quite honest with you, I think. I mean, Minerva is one of the things that people criticize these days as being a, a sexist, inappropriate character for the series. Hmm. And, um, well, she's not in it that much. No. So I guess we'll give it at least that much. But uh, Well, yeah. she's at the beginning of every episode. That's true. She's in every episode <laughs> for a little bit. Pay for play. <laughs> she's still getting paid every episode. <laughs> uh, oh, one more thing I know that I do like about Minerva Mink is that she's voiced by Julie Brown, who was in a movie called Earth Girls Are Easy. And, oh, fun. And she... Jim Carrey. With Jim Carrey, yep. And she sang uh, a few songs. Uh, one of them is... Because uh, uh, I'm a Blonde. Because I'm a Blonde, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a hilarious song. It's a hilarious, again, kind of like stereotypical thing. But uh, it was, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, you know, where Blonde jokes were in. Uh, it just basically repeated... <laughs> Yeah, it was just a, lot a bunch of, of blonde. It's like when Weird Al does his because uh, I'm fat, basically. Yeah, just a bunch of yeah. Julie Brown is essentially she does a lot of Weird Al ish kind of songs. In fact, mm-hmm. she still I looked her up and she's still doing uh, 
Like uh, she did a Lady Gaga uh, parody recently. Nice. So she's still doing stuff. She's still she's still doing stuff. So there you go. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our last segment right here. Okay, the last segment here was Skullhead Bony Hands, and it was written by Deanna Oliver and Michael Gerard. And in this one, uh, Mr. Skullhead plays the part of, uh, well, basically Edward Scissorhands. And if you'd seen, if you've seen Edward Scissorhands, or at least the first half hour of it, yeah, that's all you need to have seen. <laughs> it's, this pretty much summarizes uh, some of the main plot points of Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. so much that the the mom in this and the family are all caricatures of the actual characters in Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Basically, this woman goes up to sell Elon products up to this castle up at the up at the hill at the top of this town, and she sees uh, you know skullhead bony hands right there, and sees his the hands are he has bony hands. Mm-hmm. So she brings him down and tries to put Elon products on him. It doesn't really work. Uh, and then they go and they they're having dinner, and uh, the dad says, "What's your what's your favorite? What's your you know you know you have to make sure you're contributing or something like that." And his main thing that he can do to help out, or his main trick, is to put bones out for the dog. And the dog mm-hmm. likes him so much that he ends up grabbing Mister Skullhead's arm, dragging him through the house, and then burying him in the backyard. And uh, that's. That's the how it ends. Of yeah, I was like, oh, I guess that's the end. Yeah, Skullhead <laughs> Bony Hands. Uh, one thing to mention is that the the anime the Warners do uh, sing Mister Skullhead's theme song in this, and then do a little uh, ending one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that song was first featured in uh, Take Elmira, Please on uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Uh, because in case you didn't know, uh, we mentioned it before in a previous episode. Mister Skullhead was originally a uh, a creation by Elmira Duff in uh, Tiny Tunes. So, like, she drew him, I believe. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Well, what do you guys think? Skullhead Bony Hands. Any moments you liked? Things like that? Kelly, let's start with you. I I thought it was really cute. Um, I, um, I'm trying to remember if I'd seen Edward Scissorhands even before I saw this episode. Uh-huh. I think I did, so I think I made the connections. But, uh, I, I just love the reference and the, the Avon lady and bringing him home and putting makeup on him and then showing what he could do with, to entertain the dog. Yes. Like, oh, you know, look how happy he's made the dog. <laughs> the dog looked like it was the same dog from the uh, uh, Rasputin one, I believe. The, mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looked very similar. At least the same character model. Maybe not the same dog, but... Yeah, the teeth weren't different. Yeah, yeah he had different <laughs> he teeth. He didn't have the hypnotic teeth. <laughs> and Renona Ryder is, is caricatured in this one, and she looks just... I mean, you could tell that they're going for a caricature of Renona Ryder, but boy, oh boy, does she look really kind of... She looks pretty bad in this one. They really over-exaggerated her features. Really sunken in eyeballs. Yeah, she looks very tired. And at one point when they're all looking out on the porch, her arms are incredibly long and she looks almost like an ape or something like that. So I would not like this cartoon if I was Renona Ryder. Hmm. (laughs) But the music, they played some music that actually sounded a little bit like Danny Elfman as well. Uh, which is kind of kind of cool to to hear is that little bum 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 little 
hoppy kind of music <laughs> that huh. you hear. Nathan, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was a good uh, adaptation of Edward Scissorhands. I thought it represented it pretty well, but uh, I didn't think it was particularly funny necessarily. Like <laughs> some of the jokes fell kind of flat. Like your skin and bones. Oh, you're just bones. You know, like like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did like the end though, or just like the end. <laughs> like I guess that's the end of it. Like, oh, you, I kept expecting I, him to burst out of the, the yeah the thing. It, it seemed like they didn't quite know how to end it, so that's why they're just like, I guess that's the end of it. Like, see, <laughs> if I were to do it, I would have like Mister Skullhead, like uh, you know, burst out of the thing and run away or something like mm-hmm. that, so he could get away. But no, he just was just buried, in, and that's that why was there's it. never another cartoon. Of Mr. <laughs> that's Skullhead true. Segment. This is the only Mister Skullhead segment they ever made. So because he's still buried in their yard. So there you go. Well, <laughs> did, did you see the uh, Bugs Bunny uh, bone uh, in the graveyard? No, there's a there's one that looks like Bugs Bunny. The, so in the so in the in the as, oh. as she's entering, there's one, and he's yeah, as clearly a bunny leaning against a wall. Yeah, as uh, she's entering the the castle right there uh, at the beginning, there's a bunch of skeletons in the yard, and one of them looks like a a skeleton of uh, Bugs Bunny just leaning against a a big bone. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's that's kind of cute. Yeah, I didn't see that the first time. It's definitely something you can easily miss but yeah well it felt a lot like a, a mad magazine parody i remember getting mm. you know mad magazines as a kid and they would do these parodies of the movies that are out and uh it, it would be more of a chance to see caricatures than necessarily be have something that's funny and i think yeah. this is kind of falling in that line where the caricatures are all there and you're mm-hmm. going over the plot but it's not necessarily the funniest thing in the world it's just it's there yeah <laughs> That does it for the different segments of this episode. So it is time to get to our water tower rating. Okay, well, we went through them all, and it's time to get to the ratings. Let's see. Who wants to go first? Me? He's pointing to me. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just saying to yourself. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go I ahead and... Do? I'm going to give my rating first. I'm going to give this episode... Uh, I'm going to give this episode two stars, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's That's pretty low. I really, really liked... Uh, maybe I'll go... You know what? I'll go, go, I'll go two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the first one was so good. And uh, Mr. Skullhead was... It was okay. Uh, I could take it or leave it. Um, the Minerva Mink one, um, yeah, just didn't like it. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily funny and it wasn't necessarily appropriate either. <laughs> so uh, that's my thoughts. What about you, Kelly? I'm, I'll give it three because uh, I did really like the first segment. Um, and then the other two weren't horrible. They just weren't. All uh, they just weren't as good as the, as the the first one. I I did yeah. like you know the the Tim Burton reference with Edward mm-hmm. Scissorhands. I thought that was that was kind of neat. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I I never really have liked Minerva Mink a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and I I still kind of wondered what they were trying to accomplish. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah. So but because based on the strength of the first segment, I'll give it three stars. 
I mean, I'm sorry, water towers. <laughs> and Nathan, what about you? I'm going to do three stars. No, no. water towers. <laughs> I'm doing three water towers as well for pretty much the same reasons. Uh, very funny, uh, good idea, bad idea at the beginning. Okay. And I uh, enjoyed that first segment. And then the other two are fine, like whatever. It seems just... to me, if I was to like say like it's like going uphill, uphill, and then it crashes downhill with Minerva, and then that starts to go up a little bit. I think it pretty much levels off with Minerva. Levels out. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there you go. So if I were to rewatch this, I'd rewatch, like, the first segment and then just move on to the next episode. Yeah. That's probably all you need of the episode. But unless you want to see a Minerva mink episode. Yeah, if you're into it. So there you go. And I know there are some people that are into it. Yeah. No judging. Sounds kind of like you're judging. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Now we're going to go over to our poll results. And a couple weeks ago, we had a poll. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to have our announcer do it, but he uh, he's MIA recently. I don't yeah, know I where don't... he is. Um, I think he got into a little bit of trouble. He yeah, was at a gambling ca- issue? Yeah, or... Something. He was at a casino. I think he said he was at the Water Tower Casino. Mm. Um, but I was actually just checking this, and uh, it turns out he was at the... Watto Casino. Oh, and uh, the so, Watto Tower. No, yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's any. Yeah, the Watto Tower. Yeah, that was, not the Watto Tower. No, the Wat. So Watto apparently has this casino, and uh, yeah, so he's gotten into a little bit of trouble. So he's still not here. We hmm. we wish him luck, um, and hope to get him uh, on the show at some point. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> Nathan, can you remind us what the poll question was and yeah, what so the results were all the way last year so uh, yes. let me tell you there was uh the question was what was your favorite antagonist or special friend basically and uh the choices were uh Vern bear wally llama and ivan blosky and death and uh so ivan blosky got six percent wally llama 14 percent ivan blosky 20 percent and what? the winner was death <laughs> i know at 60 percent. i can't believe ivan blosky we beat wally llama I thought no. it was going to be a, a tough run between Death and Wally Lama, but yeah, me too. But uh, Ivan Blosky uh, really—he, hey, he—he he he is like the special friend they call him that many times. So I that's think that's true. partly the Twitter question. Yeah, the Twitter question might have spoiled the the results a little bit right mm. there. So, but I don't know. So what do you, what do you guys think? Um, I, I voted for Death, but I voted for Death as well. Just I thought, kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's uh I think he uh, uh I I think death was it's it's a hard decision for me cuz I really like Wally Lama mm-hmm. and death and even Ivan Blosky was uh was a good much better than I ever remembered it. Mm-hmm. Uh Vern, yeah, it was okay. But speaking uh, of uh-huh. uh, speaking of death, uh I was in Michigan last week and we were driving through Ohio. So I had to I had to go. Oh, it's strange and vague. Are mm-hmm. we dead or is this Ohio? <laughs> oh, perfect timing. I know. <laughs> I was, I've been waiting to use that one apparently. <laughs> so, and Kelly, who did you vote for in this particular poll? Wally Lama. Of course, and why do you, and just give us a quick reason? Why do you love Wally Lama so much? I just find that episode hysterical. <laughs> I just think it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen and i never get tired of watching it <laughs> there you go oh. and if you hey go back uh audience if you haven't listened to that particular episode uh check out the archives right over there and uh and listen because that's a it's a fun discussion about wally <laughs> lama 
my best friend was driving me to the airport before I went to Michigan and, uh, you know, I get nervous before flights and she's like, llama, 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 llama. <laughs> I was like, you know me so well. Cause that's, that's, that's what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Nathan, what do you think? Why don't you go ahead and give us our new poll okay. for this, qu- this question, the new poll for this week. Ah, the new poll. Okay. So, uh, the question is, um, basically, which is the best mini cartoon between the following things? So basically, you know, like, uh, Hip Hippos is one mm-hmm. of the, uh, Minerva Mink. We're going to throw mm-hmm. that in there since we just heard it from her. And then we haven't asked Chicken Boo. We haven't had a poll with Chicken Boo in it. Yeah. And if we want, do we want to do Skullhead? Yeah, we'll put Mr. Skullhead in there too. Because he has too. now on, on his own, like his own little. He has one, he has one Skullhead Bony Hands. Skullhead Bony Hands. So it could beat all, all the others. So. <laughs> so we'll see. So go ahead and vote. Who is your favorite of these little mini segments right here? Um, and you make your voice heard. You can go over to the uh, twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply search for hashtag animaniacast poll and you should be able to find it. Well, before we wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, it's our 30th episode. Woo! That's our 30th episode. And that means every 15 episodes, we like to go through all the different gag credits that have been appearing in the uh, the credits of Animaniacs. And in this case, they're all the different things that Catherine Page appeared as in the credits. So, you know, we went over, you know, 1 through 15 mm-hmm. in episode 15. So now we are in episode 30 and we're going to go through uh, 16 through 30. Got it? Uh, the math checks out. Okay, good. And for each one of these, Nathan, uh, you will give a sound effect that has something to do with that particular job that she's credited for. Are you ready, Nathan? Can I just do the same sounds as last time? No. Uh, you have to be brand new and different. Nah, I'll just do the same ones. No. Right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so let's start the clock. Okay. Boom. Okay. One. Number 16, Catherine Page, was The Shepherd. <laughs> In number 17, she was tired of these credits. <sighs> that was easy. <laughs> number 18, she was a zookeeper. <laughs> it's, a, it's a zoo of sheep and lions. Uh, In number uh, 19, she was buried under lists. And number 20, she was a bullfighter. You can't even say ole. Ole! There you go. I was like, I don't know what they say. (laughs) In number 21, she was a tractor puller. I'm trying to pull the tractor. (laughs) Good job. In number 22, she was a party clown. All right, this one I'm interested in hearing. In number 23, she was a taxidermist. Okay. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) Taxiderming. That's the noises you make when you're being a taxidermist? Yeah. I don't want to go to that taxidermist place. Okay. That's the insane taxidermist. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, in number 24, she was a bounty hunter. We don't need that scum. He's no good to me, then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Number 25, she was a rug merchant. 
Uh, you want to buy this rug, Joey? Nope. <laughs> okay. Number 26, she was a backhoe operator. <laughs> Back! Uh, operator, operator, operator. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Backhoe. Okay. <laughs> it's got nothing. Number 27, she was a wine steward. Uh, would you like some more wine? Oh, yes, it's sparkling muscatel. <laughs> that was me whining at the end. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed to ask at the very end, would you like to smell the bottle cap? Yes. Muppets. <laughs> Muppets. Okay. Uh, number 28, she was a ride operator. All right. Uh, single file, uh, two by two, I don't know, and go! And he's raising his hands up in the air. Okay. Number 29, she was a barbarian. I need a shave. (laughs) And number 30, today's episode, she was a circus performer. <laughs> okay, I, I Nathan. Yes. I think you ended up. You definitely actually did start repeating some of your noises. No. I'm pretty sure you did, but we'll take them anyway. Nice job. Okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way, thank goodness. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, you're exhausted from all that, but go ahead and give us your contact information. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter if you want. Uh, Django FT. I'll be making noises of all sorts of things <laughs> on there, so you can hear me there. Very cool. And Kelly, how about you? Uh, Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. Very nice. And, of course, you can find us at the Animaniacast on Facebook and on Twitter and even on Google Plus if you're into that. (laughs) And, of course, we're also at RetroZap.com. You can email us at Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And speaking of RetroZap.com, you can find a ton of different columns and editorials and articles, all of different nerdy kind of topics, and a bunch of different podcasts as well, such as The ArgCast, Beltway Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, The Deucecast Movie Show, Dunecast, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship, Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, and The Trade Federation. Wow, lots of, lots of podcasts that you could listen to. In fact, if you wanted to, you could actually subscribe to the retro zap feed and you can get every single one of those podcasts wow. delivered to your device including the podcast you're listening to right now the anime cast so there you go check it out at retrozap.com okay well i think that's pretty much it and uh i have nothing else to say about this episode and i'm ready to go to bed i think you <laughs> know uh so for the Animaniacast, mm-hmm. this is Joey. Uh, for Nathan and Kelly, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. 
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Wait, 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 wait